Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited for today's episode, like I am every time, because I love being able to get on here and encourage your hearts in the Lord. And so I have something super fun to share with you guys. I'm so excited. A few days ago, I, on like the back end of my podcast, I'm able to see where everyone is listening from. Like it gives me stats on gender and age groups and all those things and who's listening And it's so fun for me to see what different countries are tuning into the podcast. And I was like, yay, Brazil is listening now. And I'm like, I thought to myself, I never have shared like all the countries that have um, become part of the Just Janice podcast fam. So I want to read them to you because I think it's fun and it's exciting. If you know me at all, you know that I love traveling and I just want to see the world. (laughs) That is like a passion of mine. And even as I'm sitting here, I have this little globe sitting on my desk that says, This heart of mine was made to travel the world. And I got that when I was in South Dakota. And um, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I have to have that because that is so me. I just want to travel, want to see the world. I love meeting new people and um, all those things. It's just fun. Traveling is a fun experience. So I hope and pray that you have the opportunity to travel, even if it's within your own area. It's just such a fun thing. So these are the countries thus far that Just Janice has hit. So I think this is super cool. Um, Obviously, the United States, South Africa, Ireland, Canada, United Kingdom, Ghana, Russia, Netherlands, Germany, Taiwan, Philippines, Australia, Myanmar, India, Italy, New Zealand, Singapore, Guatemala, Jamaica, Malawi, Belgium, Albania, and Brazil. So it is just so, so cool to me. Like I said, it's just such an honor and privilege for me to get on here and just share what God has put on my heart. Really, that's what I do. I just get on here when God gives me a message and I can just feel a burning and a stirring in my heart to get on and share. And so that's what I do. And it's so crazy just to see what God has done with this podcast over the last few years, really just a small town girl with a dream to impact the world. And that is what I've been doing. And it's crazy. Um, The night that I started my podcast, I had no intentions of starting it. (laughs) I was literally just washing dishes and was listening to Jamie Lynn Wall now, which she has a podcast called Set Apart. I encourage you to check it out if you haven't. It's an incredible podcast. And um, on it, she started out her podcast just like I do. Have you been thinking about starting your own podcast? You should do it with Anchor. And so I was like, hmm, actually, yeah, I have. I've been thinking about doing radio uh, for a long time. And then my friend Anna had encouraged me to look into podcasting. And I was like, I don't know anything about podcasting. Well, now I do. I'm basically a professional. (laughs) That is so not true. But um, God has just taken me on this journey. And so that day I started out with just like, I'm going to download the app and just see, you know, what it's about, see if it's user friendly and all those things. And before I knew it, I had like my first three episodes recorded and my intro and everything. And I haven't stopped since. So it's so cool. And God puts an idea on your heart 
just know that he's going to give you the means to do it. He'll give you the wisdom to do it. Just ask him for it. And so he's so good and faithful. So I pray that this episode encourages you. I have a lot on my heart I want to share with you. I was just journaling. I bought this new journal. I just went to Mackinac Island, which is near, well, Michigan, for those of you who aren't from the U.S. or maybe just don't know geography that well, Michigan, where I live, my home state in the United States, has two peninsulas, Upper and Lower Peninsula, and between the two is this five-mile-long bridge called the Mackinac Bridge, and then off to the east is Mackinac Island, and so I visited Mackinac Island last weekend, which I absolutely love. If you have the opportunity to go there, do it. It's so fun. It's like going back in time. There's no motor vehicles on the island, only horse-drawn carriages and bikes, and it's just it's just super fun. And if you like fudge, they have a million fudge shops there. But I did really well. I only had like one tiny sample of cappuccino fudge and then bought some for my parents, and that's it. So um, God's had me on this health journey, and so I'm sticking with it. So anyway, while I was there, I went to this bookstore, which I love bookstores. If there's a bookstore around, I'm going to sniff it out because I just love being in a bookstore. I love being in libraries. It's just just a thing for me. And found this beautiful journal, which is called God's Word, My Journal with Hand-Lettered Truth by Debbie Bratton. And I'm a sucker for journals. So if there's a journal section, that's probably where you're going to find me and I'm going to be picking one out to take home. So I have like a million journals around my house (laughs) that I love writing in and have different uses for different ones. But um, so anyway, every morning I've been writing in this new journal of mine. And so I want to share with you Um, what I wrote in that, and then we'll get into kind of what God's been stirring in my heart for this episode. So um, the scripture that is on this day's journal writing is Romans 116, and it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. So I'm just going to read you what I wrote in today's journal, and then we'll dive into it. Salvation, being born again, is the greatest miracle of all, being conveyed from darkness to light, death to life. I'm so thankful God sent his one and only son, Jesus, to pay the ultimate price for my eternal freedom. Now I get to be a living sacrifice for him. My heart beats to know him and to make him known, to use every gift within me to magnify and glorify him, to see a lost and broken world encounter the God of all creation and be set freed and delivered. So many are living in invisible bondage, not realizing true freedom can only be found in Christ. He gives us a way out of bondage and the ability to stay free. I will spend my life for the cause of Christ. Anything less is too cheap for the price he paid for me. I am his, I belong to him, and my life is hidden in him. Seasons change, and the way my life looks does as well. I trust him in every shift of my life. I know he takes me from glory to glory. My faith is always forward moving. There is always and only ever increase with God. He withholds no good thing from me. Psalms 34.10 in the Passion, the second part of it says, Those who passionately pursue the Lord will never lack any good thing. I trust that his word is true, all of it. He withholds no good thing from those who walk uprightly. He is faithful and he is for me. I will boldly pledge my allegiance to him. I will not bow to culture or the ways of this world. My focus will stay eternal. My mind will stay on him and I will live in perfect peace. I am confident that he who began a good work in me will faithfully complete it. And that is the end of my journal entry. And a lot of times for me, when I'm journaling, like in this way, I have other journals where I'm like writing prayers or declarations or 
visions or dreams that the Lord has given me. But like for this one, a lot of times I'm just writing my heart out. And a lot of times you probably noticed even in what I was reading to you that it is scripture. So it is just declaring the word of God over myself, over my life and all those things. And so as I'm writing this and the, like I said, the, the theme scripture for today is that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. So that really got me on this whole track of like, where is my focus? And, and just always guarding my heart and making sure that I am staying eternally focused because it is so easy to be distracted with the cares of this world and culture and what's going on and, and just the fight for what's right. And there's such just a, I mean, it doesn't even take discernment to look at our culture and just see just kind of like anything goes, whatever is good for you is good for you. Whatever is right for me is right for me. Your truth is your truth. And like truth is just considered relevant and whatever it is to you is true for you, but it doesn't have to look like mine. And so it's just so important as believers and people, even if you're just searching for truth to know that the word of God is our firm foundation, our fixed point of reference, it is true. It doesn't, it doesn't change. And so I always say this, that we change ourselves to conform to the word. We don't change the word to conform to us. And that is so important. I love Romans 12 too. It's a scripture that I say all the time that we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so transforming our lives to line up with the word of God and to allow the Holy Spirit to do that work, to never make it about works or behavior modification because that will be short-lived. But when we truly are spending time in his presence and in his word, and we're allowing the word to truly wash us, to, to wash our mind, to wash our soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions, to let the word of God dictate our lives, then we will be changed. We can't help but be changed because the spirit of God changes us. We cannot encounter the God of the universe and not be changed. And so I remember when I was in youth group, actually, my pastor, youth pastor had said, if you came into youth group and you said, oh my gosh, I was just ran over by a semi out on M60, which is a highway kind of by our church. And I looked at you and you didn't have a scratch on you or, you know, any broken limbs or anything. I'd be like, "Mm, there's no way that you were ran over by a semi and you don't look any different. And he just associated that with like a Christian walk. We cannot say that we've encountered the God of the universe and still look the same. And I love like what I wrote in here about, which I believe is in Colossians. You can look it up, but it talks about how God has conveyed us from darkness to light And that is so true. Like he has taken us from being sin-ridden people, people that are driven by our flesh, people that are driven by the ways of this world or by those around us. You know, they say that you become like the five people that you surround yourself with the most. So take that into consideration when you are considering who you're keeping company with, but that he has done that. He's taken us from that place of being broken and lost. And he has brought us into the kingdom of God which is righteousness, peace, and joy. He's brought us into his kingdom, the kingdom of light. And now we can have freedom in him. And I love Galatians 5.1. We just got done celebrating Independence Day here in the U.S. um, not too long ago. And so I love that scripture. It says it's for freedom that Christ set us free. But then there's a warning after that to make sure that you don't become entangled again in the things that you were set free from. And that is so important because it is easy to go back to the things that we are familiar with, that we are comfortable with, and just know that in Christ, you have a way to stay, not only get free, but to stay free. And that is so, so important. And so I have a couple of scriptures I want to read you guys today, um, which I've already read you several, but, or a few at least, but um, I'm in John 17, 15 and 16. 
and I might read 17 too, but this is Jesus praying to the Father. And it's so beautiful to know that while Jesus was on this earth, he was already praying for us. And it wasn't just people that were alive at that time. Like he was praying for all believers throughout the rest of time. And so that includes you and I. And it's so beautiful to know that. And then to know now he is seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. He prays for us. He intercedes for us to the Father. So beautiful. So um, it says, "Do not pray. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And so that was his prayer for us. God, I'm not asking you, Father, I'm not asking you to take the believers out of this world. I'm asking you to protect them from the evil one. So his prayer of protection over us, which just reminds me of Psalms 91, which I think I'll read in a second here, but that was his prayer. He knew that like we would get born again and we're not just, you know, beam me up, Scotty. He doesn't just take us to to heaven right away. We're kept in this world, but yet he is praying and did pray a prayer of protection over us because we don't belong to this world. We do not belong to this world. And there's even scripture that says we're aliens in this world. We're sojourners. We're pilgrims here and we're just passing through. And that's why it's so important to keep our mind eternally focused, to keep our mind on heaven and what what really matters not even just on heaven because eternity starts now the word says that eternal life is knowing god so that begins the moment you're born again the moment that you give your life to christ and that you're made new in him and so not waiting for eternity to live for god i think so many times we look at salvation and i'm going to be flipping to psalms 91 here as i'm talking but um we look at salvation as a lot of times is like a fire insurance. I don't want to go to hell. And now there's a bunch of doctrine out there that, you know, teaches us that hell isn't even a reality, which I encourage you dig into the word of God. That's why it's so important to know the word of God for yourself, because there are false teachers. There are false teachings that are going around. And Jesus talked about hell. It wasn't a figment of his imagination. It wasn't uh, an imaginative place or whatever that he just made up as a scare tactic to get people to follow him. Not at all. In fact, the word says that his kindness leads people to repentance and repentance is turning away from our old life and living for him. And his kindness does that. When you encounter the love of God, it makes you want to live for him. But when we use scare tactics or fear tactics and and use the Bible as a weapon instead of, which the Bible is a weapon, it's our sword. But like when we use it to hurt people rather than to heal people, when we use it, um, yeah. I think you understand what I'm trying to say. When we use it improperly, when we're using it to beat people over the head or we're using people to, or using the word of God out of context, it's just, it's not good. And a lot of people have been hurt and abused in that way by the word of God and by um, leadership and things. And so I just want to apologize on behalf of the church if that is you, if that is something that you have experienced, because that is not God's heart. That is not God's heart at all. His heart is kindness. And if you read through 1 Corinthians 13, I encourage you to do that if you have been hurt by the church or maybe even you're mad at God or you're frustrated with him to read through 1 Corinthians 13. That is the love chapter. We know the word says that God is love. And so when you look at those characteristics of love, you look that you are looking at the characteristics of God and who he truly is. That He is patient. He is kind. He does not keep record of wrongs. And so all those things I encourage you to do. And to not look at people um, who maybe have misrepresented him and allow that to be your mirror of God. Because 
that's not always the case. We're people, we're flawed, we mess up, we don't always get it right. And so I encourage you to pursue him uh, regardless and let him reveal who he truly is to you because he will. He doesn't, he doesn't hide himself from us. He wants us to know who he is. And so I want to read Psalms 91, which was a big one last year during the pandemic and everything. A lot of people were reading Psalms 91. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful chapter in the Bible. And my title of this chapter says safety of abiding in the presence of God. And it's, it is, it's such a beautiful thing. And so as we're living in this world, like the scripture said that Jesus was praying and John is, we're living in this world and we're surrounded by chaos and we're surrounded by pestilence and we're surrounded by just the madness and the craziness of this world that we can truly abide in him. We can stay hidden in him. And so this is a beautiful scripture I want to read over you guys. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. And I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Such beautiful, such beautiful chapter and such beautiful promises. And that is one of the 1,000 million trillion reasons that I encourage you to be in the word of God because he has so many promises in his word. And even in his word, it says all of his promises are yes and amen. But it's hard to believe his promises and to declare them over your life if you don't read the word of God and you don't know what they are. And so I encourage you to dig into the Word of God, get into the New Testament, start reading in the Gospel books. I know when I was born again, that was the first thing I did before I ever dug into the Old Testament, which I encourage everyone to read the Old Testament. It's the Old Covenant. We have the Old and New Testament. So for those of you who maybe aren't familiar with the Bible, it's broken into two sections, the Old and New Testament, and which is also called the Old and New Covenant. So the New Testament is our new covenant, our new promises in Jesus. So it's after it's the starts out with the gospel books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which teach us about the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. And then beyond that is our, a bunch of books that were written and excuse me, that are part of our new covenant, our new, our new promises in God after Jesus came, because he, came to this earth, John three sixteen that um, it says that God sent his one and only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And so he came to be the ultimate sacrifice for our sins, to reconcile us to the father and to make a way for us to have a relationship with God. And it's such a beautiful thing. 
And then if you read in Acts, we, you can learn about the Holy Spirit, which is promised to us by Jesus. You can read about the, that in the gospel, how Jesus promised that he would send his spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, to live in us, to be our counselor, to guide us through this life. And so it's such a beautiful thing. And so I encourage people to read the Old Testament. But if you are new to the Word of God, to read the New Testament, because that is where our new covenant is and the way of life that Christ has mapped out for us now as New Testament believers. And so for me, like when I was born again, I just started out in the book of Matthew and I read all the way through Revelations and then I started over and then I started over and then I started over. I read through the New Testament several times and then um, now I just kind of read where, wherever the Lord leads me and I've read through the entire Bible now at this point probably several times but um, and there are several books that I've read more than others like Colossians. I've been like stuck on Colossians. I don't know why. Maybe there's just stuff in there that God wants to reveal to me but I absolutely love Colossians, so I've read that book more times than I can count. But just let the Spirit lead you. But I do encourage you to read through the New Testament. Get a good, firm understanding of of the life and ministry of Jesus and what he did for you and the way that he's called us to live our lives now. And so, and his promises for you now and, and just the promises of his return and all those, excuse me, beautiful things that he has for our lives First uh, Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for the reason or for the hope. I'm going to start that over. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. I love that scripture. And sanctify just means set apart. So I love that because I just feel like that's a really good scripture to kind of wrap up what we're saying today about not being ashamed of the gospel, about being bold for him, about spending our lives for him, living for him, knowing that the culture and this world and everything around us is going to pull us in different directions. But we are called to stay on the straight and narrow. We are called to the narrow path that leads to life. And I believe that's in Matthew. It might be in, uh, I'm going to flip and try to find it here. It might be in um, other gospel books too. That's one thing I love about the gospel books is they validate each other. So Matthew, Mark, and Luke are known as the synoptic gospels, which just means that they're similar. You'll see a lot of the same accounts, the same stories, but when you read them in all three, you get different pieces of the puzzle. And so you can piece it together and get a, a broader picture of what is being shared, what is being told. And so I encourage you to read them, but that's just something I just love I just love the word of God, but I believe it's in Matthew. I may find it. I may not. You may have to look it up, but it talks about the broad and narrow path and how the narrow path is the path that we are called to as believers. We're called to stay on that path and that that path leads to life. That is the path that God has set out for you. The path that, um, is, uh, my eyes are just dancing all over my pages here. Um, the path that God has marked out for us, a path that leads to life. And the Bible says that few find it. And then it talks about the broad path, which is the path of destruction and the path that most people are on. You can look around culture and you see that, you know, as we increasingly deviate from the word of God and from truth, and we try to, um, try to, oh, here it is. Okay. I found it. And we try to reinvent the word of God or, or, 
reinterpret it. (laughs) And we say, well, this isn't really what the word of God said meant. And this is what it meant. And some of the things that I've heard people say is so, so far-fetched and ridiculous. And it's so sad to me because it's deception. And that is another prayer that Jesus prayed that we would not be deceived. That it's so important that we do not fall into deception and that we really, truly do know the word of God for ourselves so that when we're hearing people teach things or we're listening to just different teachings or whatever, or even conversations that we have with people and they're sharing, you know, their interpretations that we truly have that deep seated truth inside of us so that we are not swayed, that we know the word of God, that it is like an anchor fixed within us. And obviously we stay teachable. There's always more revelation. The word of God is living and active. And so there's always more to learn. And that is why, like when I said that I read through and then I started over and then I started over, I never want to be someone who isn't teachable. There is so much in this word of God still, even as a Christian, I've been a Christian for almost 16 years now. There is so much more for me to learn. I have not arrived and none of us ever will. And so to stay teachable, to be open to understanding, but just to be discerning when people are saying things that contradict the word of God, that go against the truth that you know that this word has. And so that is just so important. And so I found the scripture I was looking for. It's in Matthew 7, 7 verse 13. It says, enter by the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, but narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. And so that is just a reality. It's the word of God. It's scripture that there is a very broad path that most people are on and that most of the world is on, but that we have a choice to choose to step off that broad path and step onto the narrow path that God has for us. And that's where I'm at, whether no one around me agrees with me. Trust me, I've been made fun of as a Christian. I won't even get into all of that. I've had very demeaning things said to and about me, but I just don't care because he's worth it. He's worth the ridicule. I'm like, There's so many people in the world, so many believers who are persecuted in actual persecution. Like we think persecution in America is like I said, oh, someone made fun of me or they didn't understand, you know, they don't understand me or or they say things that are mean or whatever. My goodness, if our reputation is the worst thing we go through, then, you know, whatever, because there's so many people in the world who are being martyred and having torturous things done to them because of their faith and their unwillingness to renounce Christ. And so that's where I'm at. I'm staying on the narrow path. Lord, keep me on that narrow path. Keep me from deception. He is worth it. He is worth it. He is worth it because he, he just is, he's so good. And and I pray that you encounter, encounter him in a way that would cause you to give up everything for him. And there is something that I wrote in my Bible. I want to read, and then I'm going to close this out in prayer. Um, I have in the big, in the front and the back of my Bible, I have, um, just different quotes cause I love quotes. So I have different quotes or different scriptures that I've written down that have just stuck out to me. And this one is by, um, Jody Hughes. And it says, I pray that you encounter aspects of God's glory and beauty that cause your heart to soar and contend with new passion and joy. And so that is my prayer for you, that you would encounter aspects of God's glory and beauty that cause your heart to soar and contend with new passion and joy because he is so good. He is so good. And religion will not give you that. And when I, when I say religion, what I mean by that, I'm going to take a quick drink. I am seriously like a camel. I'm 
drink so much water. What I say by that religion is just that to me is just monotony, just going through the motions, checking the boxes, doing what I feel like I need to do to stay in right standing with God. But really all of that exists outside of our true, deep, intimate relationship with him. And when we're not really walking in relationship with him and we're just doing things out of obligation, that's a dangerous place to be. That is a dangerous place to be. And the Bible even warns of believers who will one day stand before him and tell of all the things they did. They did so many great things in his name and for him. And he says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. And that is a very sobering scripture that not a lot of people want to hear. Not a lot of people want to talk about because who wants to stand before God one day and hear that? So it's so important that we are living and abiding from a place of deep intimacy with him. And then anything we're doing for him flows from that place. But ultimately, the the greatest thing you could do is just spend time with him, spend time in his presence, know him, truly, truly know him. And so I could totally get off on a whole other tangent here and talk for another three hours about, about all of this, but I am going to stop and um, cut myself off. Sometimes I have to do that. And just trust that the Lord is good and he is faithful. And I'm just looking down this at this scripture that I just flipped open to. I'm going to read this and then I'm going to pray over us. So God is so good. God is so, so good. So I'm in Isaiah. I flipped open to Isaiah 59, 21 through the end. It says, as for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. My spirit who is upon you and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, says the Lord, from this time and forevermore. He is so good in his covenant and his promise through Jesus to give us eternal life is, is one that he will not take back. He will not rescind. And so I'm so thankful for, for relationship with him and for his word and for his promises and his truth. And so let's pray. And like I always say, if you have anything you want prayer for or just want to talk or whatever, please reach out to me on social media. I absolutely love connecting with you guys and just encouraging your hearts in the Lord and praying for you and just being a source of encouragement. So reach out to me if you need that. Father God, thank you so much for this time on this podcast. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your promises that are all yes and amen. And God, I pray for each and every listener, God, that you would give them a promise that is just for them. Lord, a promise for their future, something for them to have hope in, to anchor themselves to, to see breakthrough. And God, I pray that you would make a promise to them personally, God, that they would just have confidence in what you have for them, God, that you would give them hope for their future. God, I thank you that your, your plans for us are always good. They're only ever good. And so I just thank you that you are doing a work in each and every one of us, that you are taking us from glory to glory. You are taking us into a place of increase and that we are just moving and living and having our being in you, God. I thank you that you want relationship with us, that you are intimately acquainted with us, God, that you know every hair on our head, God, that you love us in a lavish way, that you love us in a way that is beyond our comprehension, God, in a way that is eternal, that's everlasting, that never changes. And just speak blessings over every listener and pray that you would draw them closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast.